0: What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from com. Happy Friday. Happy 3rd of July. Tomorrow we celebrate 244 years of America goodness, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just uh, thinking uh, before we went into the weekend, I wanted to kind of sneak back up here in the office and uh, put together a little bit of a podcast for you all about uh, um, about cards that are serial numbered. Now... Uh, we all have our own thoughts about serial numbered cards. So obviously, a lot of people um, out there just love them. They they love that you could have a base card that has no serial number, and you could also have like a green border, purple border, blue, orange, red, plaid, whatever, uh, with all with different serial numbering. Um, now, obviously. Uh, A lot of times when it comes to these cards, the only difference is the actual color of the border and um, the number that they decided to stamp on it. So, of course, there's going to be fewer copies, you know, based upon the number that they put on there. So if you have one that's red, that's out of five, um, clearly that's going to be worth more than one that is purple. That's out of twenty five. That's completely understandable, I get it. But I think a lot of people um, are just uh, <laughs> kind of at the point where they're going, oh man, why Why do all the card companies do this? Why is there now a one of one and out of two and out of three, out of four, out of five, out of six, out of seven? Because there's some companies out there that do that. It's no longer just the you know one of one, out of five, out of 10, out of 25. Uh, and uh, so I will say this, I think probably going to, if I remember to title it uh, like this and when I title it uh, this podcast, all serial number cards are not created equally. And I'll tell you a little bit about, about what I'm talking about. So for instance, there could be some serial number cards, let's say out of 10 uh, that was made this year. Uh, they're probably not going to be as pricey as a card that was made uh, that was out of 10 from say 20 years ago couple reasons for that so number one and it, c- it could do uh be the same for f 25 which actually interestingly enough you probably see a greater price discrepancy from a card out of 25 out of 50 out of 100 uh from nowadays versus 20 years ago there are a number of reasons for this so i'll go ahead and dive in and talk about a few of them here so first of all um, the reason why perhaps some of the newer cards that are serial numbered might go for significantly less than the older ones is because once they're released, it's a lot of it's because of the breakers. So um, you could have, for example, uh, I don't know, 2020 Topps Heritage, whatever comes out. And let's say you're trying to um, capture... Uh, you know any one of these cards are numbered out 25 or 50. uh, well guess what you're gonna have a huge influx of them many times within the first month or so of its release that's because there are these online breakers that will open up cases and cases and cases of these uh for the sole purpose of uh listing them or selling them uh by team or player whatever uh you know what have you um, right from the get-go. And so it, this this is a fairly new phenomenon. So this has only happened in the last several years where you have actual breakers uh, that are literally taking up a good percentage of all of the cases that have been produced. That didn't happen um, 20 years ago. So 20 years ago, probably what was more likely is the card shops would get, uh, you know, one or two cases or whatever. And, you know, people go into the shops and, you know, purchase uh, boxes that way. And now that's obviously a, a, you know, huge difference in just the landscape of our hobby nowadays. So nowadays, whenever you uh, open up, like, let's say 2020 Heritage, let's say it kind of, it came out this week. It didn't, to my knowledge, <laughs> uh, but let's say it did and let's say you're looking for that card. Well, guess what? If you just wait on the internet, on eBay, you're pretty much guaranteed that you're gonna see a card that's numbered at 25, 50, or 100 multiple times over the next several weeks. Uh, they could dry out pretty rapidly after that, but uh, you know, you're not in a position where you might be with a card that's out of 25 from you know, 20 years ago. If you see one of those and you need it, then you know obviously you wanna go high on it because you're not guaranteed seeing the cart ever again, <laughs> or at least for quite a while. Um, and uh, so because the Case Breakers open so much of it, it's just kind of opens the floodgates very quickly. So you can afford to be a little choosy. And so I remember doing that with a few cards in the past that were out of five or out of 10 even. Uh, because I knew that there are going to be more that pop up very shortly. So uh, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, for the most part, because of this breaker culture that we're in now in our hobby, um, that kind of seems to be the trend. Now, there are a number of reasons why you might not want to play that game when it comes to uh, older serial number cards. Like I said, um, you know, there were no breakers that were doing that sort of thing in this volume at the very, very least, um, you know, certainly not on the Internet like this either. I don't even think YouTube was around 20 years ago. I think uh, YouTube came into existence like in 2005 or something. So uh, but one thing, you know, there's a number, number of other things that uh, uh, that might attribute to the fact that you know, you really probably want to pull the trigger a little more aggressively on older serial number cards, especially ones that you haven't seen uh, pop up in quite a while. So uh, number one, I'm, you know, the reason why I'm actually doing this whole podcast is because um, I actually found a Canseco card. A, it's a 2000 Pacific um, from uh, this lot that somebody was selling. And I ended up buying the lot specifically for the Canseco when I sell the others uh, and i 'm not even sure if i 'm going to actually keep this one it 's not really an impressive looking card uh, it 's the emerald version of two thousand uh, Pacific and it is serial numbered to ninety nine Now you think okay there 's ninety eight others out there right there's it 's not really a big card because there 's so many others out there. Well, guess what it actually is a big card because this card never comes up for sale. In fact, I've never even seen one for sale before. So that's why I ended up pulling the trigger on this. Um, again, it's not really a super impressive looking card. The the green foil is nice and everything, but it's just, other than that, it really looks kind of like a base card. <laughs> it's a good picture, but that's really kind of about it. So the question is, why does this card not show up? Like for the years that I've been doing this and for the years that uh, like I even have access to searching records in the past and anything of what sold and what hasn't i think i've if i remember correctly because i did look about a week ago or so i think i did see one or two sell but this is like over the past like 15 or 16 years you know so so the question is where are they like why haven't they been sold so why why don't they ever come to market so this actually could it's interesting because i love uh, I love researching this and looking into this and, and thinking about what could possibly have happened. So, there are a number of things that could happen. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of fire them off to you as they come to my mind. But uh, right off the top of my head um, are two of the big ones, and well, three big ones here. So maybe I'll just stick with those. But the first one is when it comes to these types of cards, uh, you know, if they look like base and they're in, stuck in collections that or you know together with like thousands tens of thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of cards something like this could very easily be skipped over and if they're in hundreds of thousands of cards there's a good chance that it may not be seen for years and years and years and years so um, that's why I'm thankful for cards that have like holographic foil for instance or parallels that look noticeably different because uh, without those real real uh, you know, crazy differences. Like you literally could run across like a collection of hundreds of thousands of cards. You might have some gems in there, but you'll never know it unless you actually spend the actual time to sit down and look at every card one by one. And a lot of people just don't do that. So um, so that's one reason. So cards like this could be lost like for, you know, <laughs> for eternity. You know, I don't know. Uh, another reason is quite possibly um, because they're still in op- unopened open boxes or are damaged now uh that's interesting that's interesting to think about and i'll, I'll give you an example of what i saw recently um, there's somebody uh, that was opening a box of 2000 flare brilliance i think now beautiful cards they uh, especially the 24 karat cards, so they're those are the best ones and they they definitely deserve in my opinion a top 10 uh most beautiful card from the 90s of all time um 90s 2000 era Um, gorgeous gorgeous cards so this guy opens up a box of them online and guess what they start sticking together so he opens a pack um, a few of them he pulls apart he notices resistance and there's bubbling on the front, uh, surface of a number of these cards. So when you think about this, when it comes to cards, um, that have any type of UV coating on them or gloss or whatever you call it, um, if they're sitting in an open boxes, because again, back in 2000 or whatever, they didn't have nearly the volume type of people that would break cases like this, um, like there are now. So what that means is there could very well likely be a number of unopened cases in warehouses or factories or whatever, you know, even garages or storage units. Um, And that does not bode well for the glossy type of cards. You start opening them and you might get like super pumped about finding this, you know, I don't know, 99 Fleer Brilliance, like, Frank Thomas or Griffey or even Canseco or something. And you're really not guaranteed that even if you do pull it, being a super-duper rare card, super-duper rare parallel, um, that it'll come out to be something that is presentable, like it could be damaged, like horribly so. Uh, So a a card that's serial numbered out of 24, like the Brilliance 24-karat gold uh, card, might only have... Uh, you know, 10 copies in, in existence that are nice looking um, in nice condition, or 15 or 20 or whatever. So that's that's another thing to think about. So, you know, not all serial number cards are created equal um, in the fact that, you know, if you have a new product that something's like numbered of 25, then odds are you'll probably be able to see the majority of the 25, um, That's not the case when it comes to older cards. I mean, they're they literally could still be sitting in boxes or cases, you know, what have you, bricked, you know, bricked together. So that's one thing. Now, another thing, which is pretty interesting, I've heard stories about this and I don't know why, but I find this fascinating. (laughs) Um, is uh, you know, a lot of these, uh, like Pacific, for example, and, and this, I'm actually gonna have to go to probably baseball cardpedia. Um, you know, Shout out to Rodney and all you guys out there that, that kind of uh, manage that website. But I want to see if this 2000 Pacific Emerald was offered in retail um, retail boxes. So I'll tell you why that's important. Um, if you have a retail box, that generally means that they'll probably have been carried at like Eckerd's or Walgreens or CVS or, or somewhere like that. Now, back in 2000, I've heard stories of this before where... Uh, some shops would have uh, overstock of these boxes of cards that nobody bought. They said, well, you know, we, we don't want to put them out anymore. It's, you know, it's 2001 now. Who wants 2000 cards? Um, so they ended up throwing them away. So you have these like uh, parallels in in this retail product that's numbered out of 100. And who knows how many were simply thrown away. Like, they literally might have been trashed. Um, and the funny thing is, is you have, like, a, I'm trying to remember what the what the card was. It was, like, 2002 Donruss Best of Baseball, I think is what it was. Uh, there's a very beautiful version that's numbered out of 2000. And then there's, like, the Plain Jane version. But the Plain Jane version is from the retail. The beautiful one is from Hobby. uh and the retail version was one that just doesn't look good. It's just, and but it's number out of a hundred. So, um, what is very possible? And I remember seeing these before. And I think they are actually hobby versions, if I remember correctly, that were number out of a hundred also. And aesthetically, they blew the retail away. They just out of the water. Like it was like a holographic material, if I recall correctly. Just real, real nice cards. Um, but the thing is is you see them every now and then for sale. You never see the retail versions for sale. Um, so um, in fact, out of the two versions from retail out of 100 that I know of, I've only seen one in my entire life. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it's funny to think that maybe then the, the card that's out of 100, who knows? Does it mean that there's really only 80? Does it mean that there's only 20? Does it mean that there's only 10? You just never know. You never know, like what material they make the cards out of that would cause all of them to brick. How many have been, uh, you know, lost forever um, in uh, boxes of collections, or over hundreds of thousands of cards, or even that were just simply thrown away. You know, it's crazy to think. So I'm looking at this card here in my hand that I just picked up. The emerald. Uh, it is number eighty-two out of ninety-nine. I'm thinking ninety-eight. 98- others out there and only one or two have surfaced in the past 15 years you know something something just doesn't seem right there there's it's got to be one of those three things and who knows if there are some other factors as well but um but anyways it's just a good reminder that you know not all serial number cards are created equal so a card out of 99 from 2000 versus 2020 i mean it's going to be a vast difference in you know both the value and the number of people that want to go for it as well um and so again also it's not just all cards out of 100 or numbered out of 199 whatever it is from you know 20 years ago it's you know definitely a certain specific type of card because there are cards that are readily available that are numbered out of 100 or 50 uh from 20 years ago and they pop up but I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that a lot of those cards are not from retail boxes, that they weren't, uh, they didn't have a problem with, uh, being thrown away and maybe they weren't easily bricked if they were left in, in, you know, a a heated garage or something like that. I don't know. But, um, interesting though, I would, I would, I love thinking about this stuff. I love thinking about what could happen and, and why a card like if you show somebody a plain jane looking card that's numbered to 99 um you know it's, it's interesting to me to think that you know hey look you know yeah this is this is number out of 99 but it's very possible that it is rarer than an out of 25 card <laughs> it's uh it's crazy to me it's crazy to think about that and uh but you know that's kind of where my mind goes sometimes and uh, yeah so you know it's just something to, to keep in mind whenever you have some uh, cards popping up for sale that you might be interested in. Um, yeah just maybe take a harder look at those uh, older cards with the serial number of cards. Uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a fantastic Fourth of July.